Hey everyone, thanks for joining us on another segment here for TechStrong TV. In this segment, we are joined by David Lees. David is the CTO at, at Basis Technologies. And David, welcome to TechStrong TV. Thanks, Alan. Great to be here. Great to have you here. So, David, um, I don't think we've done an interview here with Basis Technologies before, so I think we should start right there. Okay. So, Peter, yeah. Yeah. go ahead. Uh, Basis is a, a company that's been around for about uh, 20 years. Um, we are a global organization that works with hundreds of customers uh, around the world. Uh, and, and the thing that they all have in common is that they run SAP software, um, as I'm sure many of your, many of your uh, audience do. Um, yep. We specialize in solutions around uh, the application lifecycle management space. Um, we kind of started up the whole trend in terms of the DevOps for, for SAP. Uh, by really helping people to to manage their change in a much more agile way than than SAP is traditionally known for. Excellent, and of course, you know, David, we were talking off camera before we got started. Uh, I'm doing DevOps.com seven years, right? And when I first started, everyone said, "Oh, DevOps is something for startups." I don't know about large organizations. And then, sure enough, all every large, not every, but most large organizations in the world started recognizing the benefits of doing things, you know, in a DevOps fashion. And, and we fought this battle with, you know, DevOps in the mainframe, DevOps on things like SAP. Well, how, how could something like SAP benefit, you know, from DevOps? But of course they can. Of course they can, and I think SAP themselves have, have recon has recognized it, and they've come out with a lot of DevOps-related uh, solutions, products, services, but also companies like Basis, right, are recognizing that, hey, my customers are asking me about DevOps, but they're not going to th throw away tens of millions of dollars and, and years and years of, of tribal knowledge that they've developed in doing things on SAP, it's just impractical. And and so, you know, they have to put a little chocolate in the peanut butter. And and they it's gotta work together, right? So and I I would imagine, you know, basis has this is a real specialty that, that the market's calling for and basis has a a real role to fulfill here. Yeah, I, th I think I think it's very it's as relevant in the SAP world as it is elsewhere for, for exactly the same reasons. Um, customers are looking to become more agile. They want to be able to deploy in kind of just in time, um, moving away from the whole annual or six monthly uh, mega release delivered yep. in, a, in a very waterfall way in order to respond to market changes, customer needs, uh, in order to drive more efficiency uh, within their um, application development and application management space, and to deliver that with quality that a business critical system like SAP mandates, to be honest. Sure. 
So, David, I always like to ask our guests a little bit about their own personal background. Because people out here are wondering, right? So they look at David Lees, he's CTO of Basis Technologies. They've been around 20 years in the SAP space. They, they deal a lot. David, what's, what's your personal background like? So I actually joined Basis only about 18 months ago. And prior to that, I spent the majority of my career on the other side of the fence. I was with Procter & Gamble, um, large global consumer goods company. And sure. pretty much most of that time was connected to SAP in some shape or form from implementations through support, upgrades, uh, getting ready for transformation to things like Esquihanna. And it was in that role as a customer that I first came across Basis a few years ago and actually brought in one of their products into Procter & Gamble. So I kind of first had, the, uh, had that experience as a customer of Basis before deciding to kind of make the step uh, into uh, to working here as, uh, as CTO. Excellent. So you, you literally have a career in SAP that you bring to basis and, and, and as you said, from the other side of the fence, not as a vendor, but as a, a user, a consumer, customer yeah, of SAP. And, and like you were saying before, I think many of the customers of SAP that have been running with SAP software for now tens, if not 20 plus years, have developed the knowledge, they've developed their solutions and their processes exactly how they like them, but that's come with massive investment, massive investment in custom code, custom solutions, uh, investment in the way they're managing those, uh, those developments, those projects, and maintaining them on a going basis. And so I lived through firsthand this whole uh, life cycle, let's say, plus um, the, the last few years where the old way of managing things was simply not going to be the right way to continue to manage in the future. Because at the end of the day, while the rest of the, the architecture around SAP is evolving at a much faster rate, uh, you can't kind of retain the, the kind of the bottleneck image that SAP has. And, and you have to find a way of breaking, breaking that bottleneck and being able to move at a similar pace to the other elements in the architecture. It's not, it's not as easy as saying, okay, well, let's just not touch the back end and keep that totally um, frozen. It's simply not possible. You need to make as many changes in your supply chain and finance and legal entity structure, et cetera, um, as you do in your, your e-commerce uh, platform. Fair enough. Excellent. I, I, again, the parallels to what we saw in the mainframe space is also the, you know, the, the but I, I think there's something else you got to remember. People don't use SAP just because of their prior investment or just because it's what they've done before, right? Organizations of a certain size use SAP because it offers 
real advantages and allows you to do things in such a way that you don't you can't have or you can't get with just about any other solution out there so it, it's not just be, it's not just because this is what my grandpa did or this is what we've done for 10 years 20 years it's because we are an organization of a certain scale right that yeah we I, require I yeah, I think I think they're a market leader for a reason. For reasons, and that's because they 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 have the the products that, like you say, run some of the largest enterprises in the world. Many of the Fortune 500 or uh, FTSE 100 or what have you. Um, and it's in spite of that that we need to find a way of being able to manage that in a much more modern way. There's certain elements of SAP that I'm sure some of your kind of more pure DevOps uh, listeners or audience would, would struggle to understand yeah, in terms of, for example, the way version management is handled in SAP inside like a single database, hard to, to manage branches in terms of parallel developments. Um, the way changes are deployed through the use of things like transports um, create to some extent uh, an ecosystem in SAP that is different than a lot of the cloud native and more modern applications. But at the same time, we want to be able to help customers to manage the risk, to manage the agility, and to be able to move things through with confidence and with speed um, in, in keeping their changes across their architecture orchestrated uh, in, a, in a controlled way. Absolutely. So, David, if you don't mind, I, I think we've laid the groundwork here well. Let's, let's look at, if you will, the anatomy of a SAP DevOps engagement, right? We, we spoke about, you know, maybe it's an existing SAP customer who Right, doing that big yearly release or twice a year releases is not not going to cut it anymore. They need to be more agile, nimble, agile, not necessarily agile software development, though that too. But they need to be more nimble. They need to be more responsive. They need to. They want to utilize a modern CI/CD pipeline. Yeah, type of delivery system. And I think as with anything here, you've got the three normal components. It's, it's about the people, the process, and the tools. So there's no kind of silver bullet that's going to say, yeah, I'm suddenly DevOps in my SAP space. You need to have similar uh, best practices around automating as much as possible within that pipeline. Um, some of that's available natively inside SAP to do things like automated unit testing, automated code inspection. Um, but the, the piece of the jigsaw, let's say, where we come in is to create effectively the, the pipeline portion for SAP using uh, one of our products called Active Control. And that's about being able to deploy in an automated way within the landscape to the point where the, comfort, uh, the customer is comfortable and being able to kind of highlight and manage all of the interdependencies or identify where it is safe or isn't safe to move changes in a more accelerated way. Um, so I think some of the 
best practices, I, I would say, common across the, the SAP and the, the cloud native world. And when it comes down to some of the tooling, um, you need to start looking at SAP-specific tooling where it's not possible to leverage some of the, the, the kind of off-the-shelf open source uh, best practice tools like um, best of breed ones such as Jenkins or Git. Um, but equally, this is where we can integrate and we can help a customer in managing their SAP uh, side of their, their estate, their architecture, in a coordinated or orchestrated way with the non-SAP world that they're managing using some of these uh, more traditional DevOps-based uh, pipeline tools or CICD tools. Yep, agreed. Um, so David, when Basis comes in, let, let's talk about the engagement now, right? Is it more of a, uh, like a classic consulting where we come in with bodies? Or is it more of an architectural and here's the processes and kind of maybe software we're going to introduce or both? Yeah, so we are primarily a software company um, in terms of providing the solutions, although we do recognize and we do work with some of our customers that they also need help on what are the, the process changes or architectural changes that they should make in order to go further, in order to become more agile? Um, what are some of the, again, best practices that they should be doing that without switching on or without investing in, they won't be able to go as far as they want to or need to? Um, so, Whilst we are today primarily a software company and we will come in to uh, help our customers activate uh, those solutions and deploy them, we are starting to kind of branch out a little bit more into the, uh, the consulting side to help customers on that journey, to define what that journey looks like for them based on where they are today and based on where they want to get to. Fair enough. Um so, I, I get a, I gotta kind of ask it only because you have to in these days. How's COVID affected all of this? Um, I, I think we're affected to some extent, like many companies. Um, however, we are to a certain extent well insulated. We have a subscription-based uh, model, so the companies that tend to deploy our solutions continue with those solutions. We have uh, an incredibly high renewal rate, which we're very proud of. And that gives us a very strong uh, cash flow and a very strong uh, platform in which we can continue to invest in, in new products and solutions, as well as to continue to invest in uh, identifying and adding new customers. I think to some extent, there is um, uh, some of the pursuits, some of our prospects uh, have been impacted by, uh, by budget restrictions. But I think at the same time, COVID is accelerating significantly the pace at which companies realize they need to transform. Um, so I think, I think it's probably as much as one side kind of slowdown and budget 
restrictions as it is kind of companies coming in saying we have to modernize, we have to, uh, we have to change the way we're doing things and we need our SAP application development to be as flexible as, uh, as we have uh, elsewhere in our organization. Agreed. I, and, you know, I kind of suspected that, but I, I wanted to kind of confirm it with you is, yeah, you know, on, on the one hand, it, it definitely, everyone working remote and everything that went on, you know, it, it, you could see it slowing down. But on the other hand, it, it, it becomes very much a catalyst for transformation, right? There's, there's, no, there's no waiting for tomorrow. We got to do this now. And, and, and so it happens in there. What about working remote, though, David? I mean, you're obviously in your home office right now. Uh, I am. And yeah. I, I was always kind of set up in a home office in kind of uh, gig here at Basis. So I'm based in Spain, uh, whereas the headquarters is in London. Um, so even pre-COVID, I was kind of used to working a few weeks from home and, and then going into the office uh, for a week or so. Uh, every month. Now it's just all at home um, for, the, for the foreseeable future. Um, the, we've had to adapt uh, development teams that used to be very, uh, well, used to kind of working together, whiteboards and uh, daily stand-ups and that sort of thing have, have found ways of doing that remotely like everyone else has had to do. And yeah, I think I think we're we're all getting used to a very um, a very interesting new world, and I, I would be very surprised if we go back to exactly how it was previously. I I don't disagree with you, um, but the good news is, you know what? You're still able to do your work. Stuff gets done, and yeah. uh, could could be worse, as they say. Hey, we're about out of time, but I wanted to mention one other subject. You guys are doing a webinar here on DevOps.com. It's probably about a month from now, maybe a little even more than a month from now. Um, it's on SAP and DevOps. Um, I'm not yeah, going to put you on the spot here and give tell, spill the whole beans, but no, who, who I, should be, you know, talk to us about it. I think I think the intended audience for that is, is people who are traditionally on the DevOps side of the fence who've grown up outside of SAP who need to or are realizing that SAP should become part of what they are um, including in their plans and in their strategies. Um, now, I would still say SAP kind of long timers would get some value out of that webinar, but it's, it's more about helping people understand how SAP is relevant why it's relevant, and how we can help uh, customers bringing the SAP world together with the, the more modern uh, side of the application uh, house for customers. Um, and so I think it's primarily tailored towards uh, that audience. Cool. More information on this will be available on DevOps.com under our webinar section. David, I look forward to that webinar. I want to thank you for joining us on TechStrong TV today. Where in Spain are you based, by the way? Uh, near Malaga on the south coast. So nice oh, it's terrible, 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 terrible. 
like well, yourself in Florida. Yeah, I was going to say, in Boca Raton, I, I really can't complain either. But anyway, hey, thanks for joining us. Look forward to the webinar in October, and keep up the great work. Great. Well, thanks a lot, Alan. I look forward to, uh, to coming back on, talking to you again in the future. Absolutely. David Lee's Basis Technologies. Uh, SAP and DevOps. It's real. It's something you need to be thinking about, especially if your organization is already an SAP shop. This is Alan Schimmel. We'll be right back. <laughs>